somewhere in the bowels of the city that never sleeps. Kevin McCullough, radio host with Salem Media. Is a man also not sleeping? Syndicated radio talk show host Kevin McCullough. And that guy would like a word with you. Many of you know him. Gomez votes for Damas. Of course that Kevin show is going to be great. The only thing that could be greater, of course, would be that Donald show. But we don't have that, so we have that Kevin show. Featuring the music of Dick Tunney and the Dream in Color Orchestra. Still to come. Sketch comedy tonight from High Res the Rapper and John B. Chris. An officer of the British Empire, Keith Getty. Something fun for everyone. And back in the spotlight, it's City Alike. And now, from Times Square, where Nikki Haley was spotted just this week begging the Pizza Rats and their union for endorsements in New Hampshire, here's the... Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they were offering presidential endorsements, Dave, in the presidential race. That they do that. I did see this little fella trying to get up that escalator. Bless his heart. Just a long way to get up there. Exercise in futility looks like. All right, let's get to the news. For assignment desk weekend, I'm Kevin McCullough. President Biden has endured a rough week. Pictured here, trying to remember his own name, the president was forced to admit that the southern border was not secure. When asked his opinion on why, the president replied, I've been saying this for 10 years. Give me more money. Press correspondents were unclear and a bit confused if he was referring to Congress or his recurring role in the Hunter Biden saga where he's known simply as the big guy. You know, 10% more money. President got worse news this week as his climate czar, John Kerry, informed him he would be leaving the administration. Uh, Kerry pictured here coughing up a hairball, also assured President Biden that his departure had nothing to do with the fact that Congress is looking into how his office, at the climate czar, uh, spent $1 billion this year when the annual budget is $16.7 million and overusing the executive branch's credit card by $983 million. Speaking of spendthrifts, thanks to X, formerly known as Twitter, a clip has now surfaced of Georgia Attorney General Fannie Willis saying on tape that she would fire anyone in her department who sleeps with a co-worker, as well as pledging to never date anyone that worked under her as well as acknowledging how bad it would be for taxpayers to have to fund sex misconduct trials. Minutes later, she called, take backsies. When The Hill found the credit card receipts from her recent <clears throat> work trip to Napa Valley with someone that she hired but who somehow doesn't work in her office, who she's also not dating per se, but just casually sleeping with. 
Speaking of people needing to get fired, evidently the publisher of license for Sports Illustrated got tired of the swimsuit issues being themed with obese models and articles subtitled The Tug and Tuck Season. The sports magazine laid off massive numbers this week, claiming they want to get back to covering good old binary sports. And they should be glad, those that are laid off at Sports Illustrated, that they weren't a Condé Nast property. Because this week, Anna Wintour, seen here just having thrown a small child's cat off a skyscraper, conducted terminations at a website called Pitchfork. Anna Wintour ran a site called Pitchfork. Anyway, she conducted the terminations in the conference room while never removing her famous sunglasses at Pitchfork. Speaking of violence, Alec Baldwin, captured here on film moments before shooting his director in the face, will now stand trial for negligent manslaughter of the director that he shot in the face. Oddly, the case was replaced when formerly secretive evidence was finally revealed on film in which the actor held a gun, pointed it at his director, and pulled the trigger at her face. They discovered the evidence and it forced his trial to go back into court. And finally, Joe Biden wasn't the only one that had a rough time this week in the Biden family. Jill Biden, trying to do her part for the campaign since it's underway, decided she would hit the campaign trail and campaign at a high school on behalf of her husband. She got somewhat flummoxed when someone in the crowd uh, inquired to her cautiously, carefully, compassionately about her son Hunter's drug issues. You know, the ones that were on the laptop that, you know, was supposedly Russian misinformation that turned out not to be those drug issues. You know, the ones in all the films where he's naked with underage relatives and so forth, th those drug issues. Th she was asked about the drug issues. And while the first lady seemed genuinely rattled, the gathered dozen or so supporters showed steadfast loyalty to the Biden family. In fact, one attendee even made homemade signs, holding one up here that said, we love Hunter High. For Assignment Desk Weekend, I'm Kevin McCullough. It's your boy Barry, AKA Big O. And I'm the host and the judge of today's rap battle between Trump the Don and my good friend Biden. Hey Biden, I know it's on that laptop hiding. You can fool your voters, but half the country, they know you're lying. I'll never go to jail, the DA keep on trying. All the billions you supply into Ukraine, people dying. You got blood on your hands, what your puppet masters do. They're coming after me, they should be coming after you. But we know the whole swamp is evil, and that's the truth. You can go and ask Julian Assange for the proof. You said black people who don't vote for you are not black. You locked up tons in the 80s for some crack. A crisis at your border in 
of course you turned your back. What happened to forgiven college loans? Come on, Jack. You said you don't support gays a decade ago. Career politicians will say anything for your vote. At press conferences, you're reading what somebody else wrote. You're controlled by BlackRock and Vanguard like Trudeau. Your wife is not a doctor, but she says she is. Why, Joe? Hey, Joe, who wrote the 94 crime bill? Here's to the most famous president. Three cheers. Your daughter said you showered with her well into her teen years. You said Obama was the first well-groomed black man. You eulogized Robert Byrd. Please give up the act, man. Messing with me? You messed up big time. Oh, I can't forget 10% to the big guy. Good luck, Joe. Good luck beating that creepy Joe, sleepy Joe. Can't wait to see what you got. Hey, Trump, my, my, my legs and the kids, they would, they would rub the hair. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. This is my wife and this is this is my sister. Hey, how, how did I get here? What, what's going on? Ronald, Ronald Crump, who am I battling? If you're not, if you don't, if you're not black, and you don't vote for me. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Hey, Bob was a bad dude. Why do you sit? Fight! Come on, man. This is this is my sister. Hey, how did I get here? Well, uh, Joe, that was pretty special. Let us know in the comments down below who you think uh, won the rap battle and who you'd like to see next. If you're not black, then you don't vote for me. It's literally 11 a.m. I'm trying to sleep. What have I taken from my country this year? Let's see, two stimulus checks, weekly unemployment, student loan forgiveness. What have I contributed to my country? <sighs> Come in here, I'm gonna show you some of the participation trophies I earned as a kid. Siri, apply for jobs for me. I'm not sure I understand. See, I'm literally doing everything I can. I mean, what? Does money not grow on these? Definition of work. Activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. People do this? I mean, no, I'm not formally employed, but I do a lot of stuff during the day, okay? I, you know, meditate, first of all. I, sometimes I fall asleep, but then I, I water my plants. I read, I blog, I drink water. Hey, Dad, yeah, can you transfer some more money to my account? No, it is an emergency. Coachella tickets go on sale next week. I got a LinkedIn this week, so I should be hearing about a job pretty soon. Oh, you got to apply? Oh, I thought they just called you. Oh, oh, no, okay. Okay, my Uber Eats is taking 27 minutes. Can't find a driver. Does no one want to work in this country? When is the next stimulus check coming? Welcome back. Kevin McCullough welcoming you to That Kevin Show. And as we are uh, want to do, later this hour, we will have yet another selection from our new music spotlight artist this week. City Alight is their name. That may be a new name for you, but in the last hour, you heard their uh, compilation with uh, Kristen Getty in a song originally written by the Gettys called In Christ Alone. 
And ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the Gettys, put your hands together and welcome Keith Getty. Sir, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Happy New Year, Kevin. Very jealous that you're in Times Square and we're in all these other little, you know, par- parochial par- parochial joints. But, <laughs> uh, but great great to see well, you. Well, when you great. were here for Christmas, I believe there was a conversation about you bringing your bride back in January or February of this year. And we're going to do dinner and see a show. So let's, well, let's get on top of that. Well, 20 years ago, Valentine's Day this year. I am. Um, I, I I proposed to the the woman of my dreams in in New York. Took her to Tiffany's, and then we went to one is by land, two is by sea. You know the French restaurant in Greenwich yep. Village. We just walked around New York, walked to the museums, had the greatest day. And uh, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna probably try and you know re, um, uh, re, 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 relive relive that a little bit. And beyond year. that, she actually said yes, which was so that, the, the best surprise of all. I think that's the whole thing. You know, I think I, th- I think that's the thing that still surprises a lot of people, you know, but <laughs> that's the thing about advice to marrying up. Only 50% of people can do it, you know? Yeah. Well, and most of us have. So there you yeah. go. Um, well, it's good to see you, friend. Thanks for being back. Um, for people that are not familiar, if you're listening by way of radio or watching by way of television, uh, Keith and Kristen are probably the most prominent hymn writers on the planet. You may not even know what a hymn is, uh, but if you are part of uh, the church in some sort of classic sense, you understand that hymns were songs that were sung all the way through the history of the church, and uh, they are continuing that uh, discipline and practice even to this day. Keith, on average, how many hymns do you and Kristen um, hope to write in a given 12-month period? I mean, you write all the time, you know, I mean, you usually start a hundred ideas about a year on average, about a hundred ideas that you begin to think these are really good. Uh, we usually end up recording half a dozen. And what we find over the years is two or three of them become popular. I think we're about to hit, we're about to hit our hundredth CCLI top 2000 song. Oh, wow. So, which sounds good, except when you've been doing it for 24 years, that means, okay, that's, that's good, but you know, it's only, it's only maybe four years. So it's a lot of hard work. And I want to ask about that because in, I'm going to drop the curtain a little bit, let people see into the, um, the the machination. But you write a song, you may write it as a solo artist work that you put on your album as an artist. Um, but then there's these other layers of how that song becomes popular. And let's deal with your most widely well-known song called In Christ Alone. That was originally released, I don't know how many albums back, as as just a, a performance that you and Kristen did. But it has since gone on to become one of the most well-recognized songs on the entire globe. Choral arrangements, uh, there's there's rock band arrangements, uh, there's, there's all kinds of things in between. Um, and wh- what is it that makes a hymn kind of transform from that simple kind of solo performance to be something that all of a sudden everyone uh, around the world is singing? Well, it's, um, you know, it's, it's funny. And Christ Alone was the first song we, 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 we released. And so, you know, it's been kind of a, it's been one of those great blessings in life, but also a little bit of a false dawn because you can't really repeat that. You know, I was, I was in a golf match two days ago. And one of the guys who knew the song said, it's kind of like going to Augusta and getting a hole in one in the first time you play. <laughs> they won't quite beat that. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 but, but, you know, the Lord opened doors and because of that, the Lord opened doors to, 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 to introduce them wider. And we felt it was so important because the Bible itself is 20% poetry and songs. God has made us from the beginning of the world in Genesis to the end of the world in Revelation. God has made us people who, who worship him 
and get to know him and get to know ourselves and our communities better, partly by what we sing. And that's why throughout history, if you want to know the spiritual temper, temperature of a people, you look at what they sing. Uh, and we, we were, of course, back in 2000, just deeply concerned um, about the spiritual temperature of where the church, certainly in the West, was going in Britain and America by the songs that they were singing. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not just churches that have got theology that's that's dubious or just or just absent. That's even in conservative churches or or in Bible strong sure. strong teaching churches. What was being sung did not mirror what was being preached. And I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just saying it didn't mirror the sense of priority, the sense of depth the sense of reverence, the sense of true understanding of ourselves just was completely absent. As much as I've been around music artists in the <clears throat> secular and uh, Christian arena and being having some music background myself with some uh, experience in uh, performance and other things, the, the idea that where we were headed in 2000 was maybe a little bit uh, dangerous uh, is certainly something that was resonating, I would say, in the church community uh, on the lay level, especially. I mean, and I'm not I'm not here to single out a single song, but there is a phrase called the sloppy wet kiss effect uh, in which that phrase was used in a specific song that I think a lot of people went, wait a second, wh- where where is the greatness of God and the goodness of his truth uh, in such description? And again, I'm not drawing a judgment about that song. I'm just saying you guys have, you, you've, be, since that time, you've, you've tacked, strategically towards uh, something very different. And you you probably had no idea that it was going to go where it went, did you? Well, no, I mean, couldn't have had. I mean, it was it really was the kindness of the Lord. Of course, it was Stuart Townend, who I feel I still feel to this day was much more talented than I am. And uh, but it just it just opened doors to work with, you know, confessional right. churches, parents and grandparents around the world who were concerned about what was being sung. And uh, now, of course, you know, our organization represents 14 writers. There are 14 of us trying to do this. And I think, candidly, a lot of the others do it, do it better than I do. But it's, it, it is certainly a privilege to get to work Last together. week, we had on the show featured um, a secular independent artist by the name of Ruthie Kraft. And I asked her about um, her songwriting kind of discipline. Does she, does she wait for inspiration or does she write consistently? Because she's left the job of doing other things to be a musician full time. And there's a certain amount of um, all in that she's having to throw that she's never known before because of other financial safety nets, et cetera. And she said the best thing she ever did was get into a writer's group where she's held accountable. And every week she's given a thought and she's told she has to write a song and the group that she's part of every single week, they're all engaging in that practice. Is it, is it inspiration? Is it discipline? The musician and the songwriter can't really always answer that question, can they? Yeah, no, it's all it's all of the above, you know. And uh, you know, that's the and, and, and I mean, my, my brother-in-law makes movies, and I was talking to him yesterday, saying I'm just sort of frustrated that my first week back, I haven't, you know, worked harder as a songwriter. And he reminded me that every creative does things differently. Yep. So if you take, you know, how you do marriage, how you do learning, um, you know, how we, you know. Every writer, every writer is different. I can even look at my career and go, I actually had four different phases. I had a phase that I wrote with Stuart Tynan, where I was the apprentice. Then I had a phase that Kristen and I and Stuart worked together, where she really brought this fresh energy to what we were doing. Um, then we came to Amer- Nashville, and uh, as, as the industry was beginning to take notice what we did, other people began to bring their flavors to what we did. 
And then the fourth phase, I was a writer-publisher where I was working with a team of people. And each of those phrase, phases have brought new people. Uh, we're talking with Keith Getty, hymn writer, uh, and some big news this last week. Uh, we're going to tell you about all of that and some plans for 2024. Stay Ready or not, we'll be right back. to have you with us and it's so much fun uh, on that Kevin show to uh, chat with people that are great in their individual uh, industries and disciplines. Uh, my guest this hour uh, right now is uh, Keith Getty, a hymn writer. That may be a word you're not familiar with, H-Y-M-N, uh, but it is basically uh, the liturgy of the music of the church. It is the stuff that uh, they sing uh, in the in the context of worshiping God in the Christian church. And Keith, um, we were talking about the the pool of writing to to kind of hone down and find the nuggets. I was reading something towards the end of the year on Taylor Swift, and I believe for her album, 1989, she composed more than 2,000 songs of which 13 <laughs> ended up getting put on the record. So, and it's not really any different if you're a church musician or if you're not a church musician, you're, you're right. pursuing, you're pursuing the diamond amongst uh, everything else that's laying there. No, that's right. That's right. And people don't seem to understand that as a publisher, the hardest part of my job by far is talking to my writers and trying to help them find, realize that this is a great song. But if the question is, will this be sung by hundreds of thousands of millions of people? I think the answer is no, you know, and that's part of it because they pour themselves into it. And I mean, for myself as well, and, and even talking to my wife, you know, this, it is a, it's a, you know, musicians, writers, creatives, the thing with creatives is they feel everything. Do you know what I mean? And so, and so having to have that sort of, or that ruthless focus to it, it's just, it's tough. Now you were just this last week, you re-released uh, in Christ alone, uh, city of light released it in uh, Sydney, Australia. Um, and this is significant because as it is your first tune, it's now been translated in languages around the world. Um, and you guys are excited, but there's also some due diligence you're trying to work on. Explain what's going on with it. Well, no, no, it's a, this, this record, as you covered last year, we did the world tour and we got to play some extraordinary places. You know, we got to play the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. We did, we did an American tour. Then we, we took it to Europe. We did the Belfast Arena, sold out arena, a half thousand people. We took it to Asia, did some shows in Singapore, and we did like teaching things for the church in each, in each country. And then we finished in, in, um, in Australia and the closing night was at Sydney Opera House. And we finished that night with City of Light joining us to do in Christ alone. And we thought it was such a special sort of seismic moment that we thought we'd just record that and send it, put it out. And uh, so it came out today and it's a really special moment. What City Light, City Light really represents the next generation of people thinking theologically and deeply about church. And we just, we just love it. We are, we are big fans. So yeah. it was a, but you were talking about in Christ alone specifically and how the translations, uh, even on YouTube, like you're trying to, you're trying to make sure that when it gets translated, that the right meaning gets translated. And that's right. You know, so we, with our foundation, with, with Lausanne this year and with our world tours are working all the time. Last year, the Sing, the Sing conference is at over 55 nations coming to it. And I think 52 
from different nations where we actually spent time with, with leaders, uh, with, 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 with leaders of the next generation. So it's an extraordinary thing to be, but what we learned and what we were naive about is um, we, we just presumed everybody would do accurate and good translations of the songs. But actually what's happened is uh, basically once, once a YouTube version has 50,000 hits, that becomes the established version in that country. And the two big problems are often the translations are not what we would call singing poetry. So if you're not singing poetry, it's no fun to sing. And if you know it's no fun to sing, it's not enjoyable to sing, you don't sing it. That's just life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then the is over half of them don't, don't include a lot of the more fundamental doctrines that we had in the song. So they've cut out mm-hmm. all the doctrine, make the song simpler, and what they hope will be make the song more accessible. But that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a place we don't want to go. So over the next three years, we're basically doing seven new versions of it in different languages to encourage people to try it out in those languages. That's going to be quite a haul because uh, to get singing poetry and doctrine combined is that's going to take some linguistic art. So, uh, best wishes on all of that. Um, you've also kicked off the year with seven songs that you want uh, the church to sing. Um, can you give us a little preview of what that's all about? We're all released in the last eighteen months, and uh, it's just our different writers doing different, different things. Um, all my boasts in Jesus. Um, and Rejoice are, t- are two opening songs for opening a service. Sky Peterson wrote the song, I Am Not My Own, about, about identity, which which we think is a hugely uh, a vital song. Then a song called I Set My Hope in Jesus, which was which was subtitled Hymn for a Deconstructing Friend. And it's trying to help us sing through our doubts and our fears. Hmm. And um, we did one on a, a called The Lord Almighty Reigns with, with Blessing Offer, which is a hymn about heaven. We did one for communion called Coming to Jesus. And then finish with a song called Our God Will Go Before Us to close a service. So it's different songs for different parts of your service. And we feel by just including seven, we're encouraging everybody to do most of them, if not all of them, in their church and learn them this year. And our company are giving all the music away. That's great. That is great, great, great. Keith Getty, a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Thanks for being here. Kevin, it's always our pleasure. Happy, Happy New Year to you and your family. Thank you much. Kevin McCullough coming back from New York. Don't go away. Ready or not, we'll be right back. Great to have you with us on this Saturday night. And just before we get back to the Music Spotlight stage, uh, because the City of Light has another great song for us tonight, uh, Jesus, Strong and Good. I I want Strong and Kind. I want you to enjoy this one. Uh, And there's a very special connection. You're going to see some young ladies in this video that uh, are uh, former uh, slaves that were taken out of the sex slave industry and rescued. um, And City of Light, City of Light works alongside of that group and doing some great stuff, but uh, it's going to be very special. But I'm, I'm kind of jazzed about something. Um, this last week, a good Samaritan who shall not be named, though if he's watching tonight, he knows exactly who he is, uh, helped me set up uh, for the first time ever That Kevin Store. And you can run over to thatkevinstore.com and see for yourself all the cool things. Now, I kind of went nuts this week. So I've got like a whole list of things coming for like my bride and the family and stuff. We're getting because I'm just I love merch. Merch is so cool. Um, but 
Ivan, you want you want a coffee mug? I'm gonna get you a coffee mug. How about you, Owen? You both want hoodies, which the the sand and in, in the black. Okay, well, they look really good, so they're on your way. Anyway, you too can have that Kevin store hoodie or coffee mug or any number of other things. And we've got other stuff coming. My books that I've written are going to be uh, located at thatkevinstore.com very soon. Uh, and we've got uh, more and more uh, <clears throat> mischievous ideas to get into as well as we uh, delve into the presidential election cycle. There's going to be, well, it, let's just say it's just going to, it's just going to uh, lend itself to some um, creative opportunity. Thatkevinstore.com. Go check out the merch. And, oh, and I'm going to do this. If you uh, get a coffee mug and you pose with it in an interesting locale, say even top of the Empire State Building or on a bridge in your local town or, or um, you know, on your honeymoon, something crazy, send me the picture uh, at thatkevinshow dot, at thatkevinshow at gmail.com, thatkevinshow at gmail.com. Send me the picture. And uh, if if it makes the airwaves, we'll send you a little something uh, as our way of saying thank you. But I, I want to see where these that Kevin Show mug can end up uh, all over the place because um, I, I think it would be fun to <clears throat> where in the world is that Kevin Show? So ch check it out. Go to thatkevinstore.com. Pick for yourself. There's some cool stuff. Uh, I really like the black hoodies. I I think they're going to be cool. And there may or may not be a whole stash of stuff coming for the McCullough family shortly. Of course, I'm going to put them to work. They're like my best billboards. Here, wear this. Dad, do I have to wear it? Yes, wear it. Get out of the house. Go show people. Anyway, um, someone else I want to say thank you to is Swiss America. Swiss America it has been in the precious metals business for about 40 years uh, they have the best reputation amongst the established uh, gold and silver companies that are out there. But what I really like about what they're doing right now is they are warning the entire country about some something called the war on cash. And if you're not familiar with it, uh, they have an entire uh, researched paper that they've gone through, I think it's like 10 uh, different versions where they have added new information to it because Stuff continues to come out about how the federal government, how the banking system, how with all of the electronic accounts and everything's connected, right? I just changed my phone over this week. We just got, I, I, I'd been on the, the 12 and I got the 15 and you would have thought I, I had to go to like tech school to learn all the new stuff all over again. Like I'm getting old and stupid that's my problem, and I'm not as tech-savvy as I once was, but here's the thing. The government's way more savvy than me, and they have figured out if you have transactions going on in your Venmo, if your PayPal is used, if you send $600 one way or you receive it from coming somewhere else, they're going to they're gonna make sure you pay taxes on it. There's all kinds of stuff that they're trying to do via electronic snooping now. And part of why they don't want cash in circulation is because they cannot keep track of your cash transactions. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the best reasons why, and I, I talked to a buddy of mine who's in the security business and it's, it's all he's done, he's a specialist in it. And I asked him, we were at his house for dinner a few weeks ago. And I said, so in the event that, you know, the apocalypse goes down, 
what, what, what do you, how, how are you saying, well, I've got, you know, X number of suitcases of cash in my safe in my house. And then next to that, I've got X number of suitcases of gold and silver. But gold and silver have inherently more value to them in what they actually physically are than even the cash does. But the government doesn't want you to have any of it. They, and they want to know, they want to know, track, and understand every single second, every transaction, every piece you've spent wherever. And if, if, if they can in some way reach in there and put a tax on it, that's what they want to do. So what I want you to do is I want you to have this free report from Swiss America. It's called The Secret War on Cash. Uh, they'll send it to you absolutely free. You just call and get it. it it's, uh, it's quite a read. It, it takes a little while to work your way through it. But everything in there is like jaw-dropping. Here's how you get it. Call 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, and ask for The Secret War on Cash and uh, they'll send it to you. Uh, you can also request it by going to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show, SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show, or call 800-289-2646. Uh, but either way, get that report, get it into your hands, and then let it uh, help inform you of, of steps you need to take. Because it's not going to be the same for everybody. Uh, a good chunk of my portfolio is in precious metals, probably more than what's in percentage wise than what even a lot of financial advisors advise it's my comfort level it's how i set up my portfolio you don't have to set your portfolio up like me but you should have some diversification you should have some hard assets because if it goes down you can't spend a stock certificate you can't you, you to even liquidate it you you need an electronic market to be open and guess who's going to control the electronic markets just saying. So get the uh, secret war on cash, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash that Kevin show, SwissAmerica.com backslash that Kevin show. When we come back, a big way to end the day. Ready or not, we'll be right back. songwriting skills of a group called City of Light from Sydney, Australia. Their second selection tonight, Jesus Strong.
combined talents of City of Light from Sydney, Australia, and a very special night where they commemorated the 20th anniversary of In Christ Alone with Kristen Getty and Keith Getty earlier in the show. Special thanks to Laura Trump, Mark Lauder, Hi Rez, uh, John B. Christ, everyone. We'll see you next week.